0: A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive through Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option.
1: It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Well, it looks like most of our weather worries are behind us now, and in fact, pretty mild weather coming up this week. How are you, everybody? Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee checking in. Uh, like I said, the worst is behind us now. Today, we should start out with cloudy skies. Moderate temperatures, 27, are expected high. And really, for the rest of this week, looks like we're going to be in mid-20s. And by the time we get to Friday, we start climbing again, 33, 38 degrees by the time we get to Saturday. We'll get all the details with Stu Ag Meteorologist, and your compier Financial Ag Weather. Update. That's up in about 15 minutes. Just a little something to jog your memory on this date. So today is the 25th day of January. Did you know on this day in 1970, MASH, starring Donald Sutherland and Elliot Gould, was released. On this day in 1961, Walt Disney's animated film 101 Dalmatians was also released. And on this day in 1961, the first live, nationally televised presidential news conference With John F. Kennedy was held. Just a little something to get the conversation started on a Monday.
2: Hey, there goes Pam Yonke in her suburban truck across Wisconsin. Thanks to Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1965, and by your Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin exists to be a tireless advocate, marketer, and promoter for Wisconsin dairy farmers by growing demand for their dairy products. Keep up with Pam on social media, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and Twitter, and at MidwestFarmReport.com.
0: Well, here we are as we sit looking ahead to 2021, the growing season, these commodity prices, actually kind of crazy on the upside. Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But now the decision, uh, what acres are you going to plant? Is it going to be corn? Is it going to be beans? You're going to try a little spring wheat. Are you going to be able to get a hold of the pasture that you need for this year in light of those commodity prices? I don't know the answers, Bob, but I know some folks that are looking at that scenario now before we get close to the spring planting.
3: Yeah, everybody gets excited when uh, we get to close of, uh, closer to the spring planting. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And another question, are we planting more acres because we've gotten more land? There was land that moved last year in the sale market. I had a chance to talk recently with Matt Gunderson, who's a senior vice president of sales and marketing with a Farmer's National Company. They run land and manage land all over the country. And I talked to Matt about that. Uh, what's been happening with land sales, lands availability for a company that's been doing it for a long, long time?
4: Uh, Farmer's National Company is uh, 91 years old. Uh, it was founded in 1929. Um, And today uh, we are the largest uh, landowner services firm in the United States. So we uh, cover for farm and ranch management. uh, We manage about 2 million acres uh, farm ground for about uh, 5,000 non-resident landowners, meaning they don't live close to their farms usually, and ranches. Uh, And we cover 29 states in that management. And then on the real estate side of the equation, uh, in any given year, we market on average about $450 million worth of uh, ag land uh, in those same 25 states.
3: How do you put together a formula, Matt, to manage land, manage ranches for people so that you make money and they make money? Is it a 50-50 split or how do you do it? Sure. So uh, how we do it on on the management
4: side of of the equation is um, we we ride the wave with them. Uh, So we take a percentage of the income. Uh, and it's a small percentage of the income. And ironically, uh, the percentage hasn't changed since 1929. Um, and so as productivity has increased uh, in, in yield uh, and things, uh, we've been, we ride the waves with them. So when the markets are up, their income's up, so is ours. When the markets are down, their income's down, so is ours. Um, but manage it uh, the most efficient way uh, possible for them to maximize yield, but also maximize the, the land in a sustainable manner. Uh, and work in a partnership with uh, those uh, operators uh, in who farm the ground,
3: do you actually have managers on the ground where these ranch lands and farm lands are located so that uh, you know you 're not sitting in Chicago managing a ranch Correct. in Montana? How do you do it?
4: so uh, our uh, ninety farm managers are spread out and, and live and work in home offices. And they live and work in the territories um, where they manage. And so um, they are on the boots on the ground every day. Uh, they're living and working and driving the communities uh, and seeing the land uh, exactly where uh, for the territories that they cover. And so that get, we don't even work really out of regional offices. They're truly in, in their home office environment, uh, serving as those boots on the ground experts then, uh, whether you're talking the management side of the equation or even uh, land uh, real estate markets, land values, those types of things—they understand kind of the pulse of the market for that local area.
3: And it sounds like your business philosophy is kind of like we grew up with. Uh, a handshake is uh, is your bond. If you're starting back in 1929, and the the equation is still basically the same, doesn't sound like these contracts are all that complicated. When you got uh, your in your percentage doesn't change, the owner doesn't change.
4: Correct. And actually, we operate on year by year contracts, and we have since our founding. So um it's a it's a, it's an annual contract essentially um that sets up in place with it so uh, we don't any anything long term with the folks and so uh we have uh, ironically six clients that have been with us for 80 plus years Uh, We have um, 500 clients that have been with us for 50 years and over 1,600 clients that have been with us for 25 years. So um, we are, if you will, that generational connection uh, as as that land changes. Folks value the land, the the history tied to it. We help uh, along with, you know, they have longtime operators um, and we're a longtime uh, management firm with them, if you will, in a great partnership. Uh, to be able to uh, make it successful for everybody involved.
3: Are you finding new demand from absentee landowners as uh, more and more people are, with money, are appreciating that uh, you know land is an asset that's uh, not going to go away? Do you find more interest all the time, and do you have any problem finding farm and ranch managers? Sure.
4: So you know, interestingly, yeah, we are seeing interest in that. You now there are some that they have been disconnected with it long enough. They don't feel that history that that choose to want to sell. We have others that that under that have that family history and feel like that, and so they're continuing that ownership uh, of of that land uh, for years to come with it. And so, yeah, when we look to our our farm and ranch managers, um, you know, we're looking for folks that are at least you know five years out of college uh, type of a thing. They can have an agronomy background. They can do animal science, general ag, ag business, ag econ, those types of things that. They've gained experience uh, in that, that understand either the agronomy side of the equation, they're doing farms, more of the animal science, they're doing ranches, and pull together. And we always get a pretty good pool uh, of candidates, depending upon where geographic location is uh, for things, because they they have a lot of flexibility in their jobs with working from home. It creates a great... Uh, work home life balance uh, in terms of studying their schedules and, and, and uh, getting out though uh, and still be involved in the day to day part of agriculture.
3: All right. Matt Gunderson is with us with the Farmers National Company and Matt I've got to ask are you in all 50 states and if uh, someone would apply to be a farm ranch manager could you say well I'm from Wisconsin but I'd sure like to manage a ranch in Hawaii rather than Wisconsin. Now,
4: how does that all work? I've been trying to convince that if we land anything in Hawaii that I could at least oversee it, right? Uh, oversee that manager in Hawaii type of thing, but I haven't got that done yet. Uh, we are, we're in about 29 states today for farm and ranch management. We actually also have an oil and gas energy division, and so we actually manage oil and gas assets as well for landowners, and we're in 40 states for that. So we can uh, work through that. Um, the beauty of it is if we if – we, Find a landowner that is not operating in a state that we are. We have a professional society, the American Society of Farm Managers, and so we will go find an accredited farm manager. All of our farm managers are either accredited farm managers on staff or are working towards accreditation which is a multi-year process, so we will go out and help that landowner find an accredited farm manager in an area where we may not be serving today and to make far- sure that they maintain that same level of service.
3: Farm and ranch management, just one of the hats you folks wear at the Farmers National Company. Real estate is also big part of it. And I would assume you're all over the country there. Give us an update on what the land market is all about now as far as land availability, where the best prices are, where the hottest land is, the hottest land markets in this country, Matt.
4: You know, we had almost near record levels of land available uh, here in August and September in terms of listings on the market. You know, the land markets really held steady all the way throughout these compressed grain markets, the trade disputes. Uh, we've seen some land appreciation happen probably since August. And, you know, and it is tied to a couple things. It's tied to that run up in the grain markets, soybeans this week hitting you know four year highs type of a situation with that. Uh, but we're also seeing it from the standpoint of a couple other factors. One is is, is a, you know a low interest rate environment, and so I you can capture if you got to finance it a lock in a low rate for a long term to do that. You can also look at it from the volatility of the stock market. Those that know land, land as an appreciable asset may say, I want to park my money over here because I know that asset better. Uh, the other equation, you know, that comes out with it is should, there's just more cash flow happening this year with CFAP payments and disaster payments and other things happening with that. There's more dollars out there. Uh, talking recently with a major egg lender, you know, they've seen. A record amount uh, of long-term financing happened via land purchases, but they've also seen their operating notes uh, paid down, uh, right? So there's less cash outstanding because of the cash flow working with it. So really, depending upon that individual situation, depends upon what's happening with that. We've also seen probably in the last three months, you know, some investors start looking back again uh, in the ag because those markets have rebounded. The returns are coming back to where they would like to see them for their particular Uh, operations with it and so it's really you know supported and strengthened especially in the last 90 days this land market
3: how much farmer buying are you seeing you know land contiguous land comes up to their farmer ranch it doesn't have very often that can you know with investors farmers wanting to get that land is it driving up prices
4: 80 percent or greater of what we sell still goes back to an operating farmer operating landowner um, for what we do. So investors are just a small part of that makeup. What you do see is that exact situation that you just described. And we just had that actually at a couple auctions here recently. Um, you know, uh, land, it hadn't come up for sale. It connected with the neighborhood. Not a lot had changed hands. Um, you know, it, it was already at 10,400 at a, at a break and ended up bringing 12,800 and and from 10,4 to 12,8 was only two guys and just going back and forth. And, and it was, of that localized demand it fit within their operations and all the other factors we talked about really pushed and drove uh, that price up uh, for that localized market And, and and so you see that in isolated instances in other places around the country
3: most demand in the corn belt and land becoming available are some of the folks that have inherited that land now want to cash out what are you seeing in that area You know, so a lot of it
4: in in the corn belt, per se, uh, with that, and some of that is what you talked about. So mom and dad may have wanted to sell it, but they were going to get hit on capital gains uh, type of a thing because they didn't have that step up in basis. So the land changes to the next generation. They may not have that connection. They've got that step up in basis. They see the market. They're choosing to list it to go with it. We are also seeing some interest, uh, certainly in other areas, even outside of what term is the corn belt or the corn, soybeans, wheat belt uh, because multiple crops right so as markets have come along for things where they have more opportunities to put more crops in uh, in, and looking at at planning and sowing that land uh, they can see more profitability opportunities because they have more crops to choose from and so we see some instances in the pacific northwest for instance that washington Palouse valley area sometimes in that red river valley area uh, you know where they the delta region where they can get multiple crops in, uh, you, you see some some pushing of some strength in the market because of that.
3: All right, commodity prices can change, but uh, land is always in demand. Matt, thanks for the update. Interesting uh, program that you folks have at the Farmers National Company. I appreciate your time and information.
4: Thanks, Bob. We appreciate the
1: opportunity.
3: All right, Matt Gunderson, Senior Vice President, of Sales and Marketing with the Farmers National Company. They're all over the country. I'm Bob Oso. What
1: weather is in store for the Midwest today? Stay tuned as Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck gives you the latest forecast in just moments, right here on the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com.
5: A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. We're on Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong.
6: Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural
5: Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong.
7: When we say we're the concrete producing company that contractors rely on, it's because they know we produce our own superior ready mix products that endure the Wisconsin elements, and our family stands behind the long lasting performance. Add one of our unique products to your next project. The
5: concrete producing company, the contractors rely on advanced concrete.
7: Producing concrete foundations to maintain concrete relationships. You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of
1: cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Well, we've got a little more snow on the ground to start off our work week, but boy, looking at the temperatures coming up down the road, it might not be here for very long. Time to bring you your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, is on top of the case. What do you see developing this week, Stu? It looks like kind of another above-average week.
8: Pam, I wouldn't count on huge changes, I guess. We have another weak cool front of course dropping through the state this morning and there is some expectation southeast Wisconsin will pick up some snow. The low pressure system we're looking at is off to our south and just how far north it moves against this front makes a difference in how much snow. Right now it's an inch or two in far southeast Wisconsin, but if that system were to push just a little further north, it could be a lot heavier. In fact, many of us will see at least a little light snow out of this. That happens late today or into the nighttime, but accumulating snow will stay much further south and east in the state. Temperatures do their best to be around normal for a couple of days. That's not all that bad. Certainly sounds better than the alternative, but there's no real big warm-up till about the end of the week. On toward Friday and Saturday, a whole lot more mild air builds in. Back up in the 30s, of course, at that time. Could be a little mixed precipitation as we get the weekend underway and as that mild air builds on in. I'll check that forecast right after this.
5: Mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
6: If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at RuralMutual.com careers. Rural Mutual Insurance,
5: keeping Wisconsin strong.
7: Boost agriculture production in 2021 by optimizing operations with Focus on Energy.
9: Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the resources to identify energy efficiency upgrades and cash incentives to make it happen.
7: Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com/agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com/agribusiness.
9: Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001.
8: Our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update does call for mostly cloudy skies in the south and east. A little more sun up toward Eau Claire and La Crosse. Temps there only in the low to mid-20s, upper 20s in the east and south. Northeast winds at 5 to 15. Light snow developing yet this afternoon, especially in the south. Clouds and a little light snow in the north. More snow in the south, breezy overnight. Low 20s or a few upper teens further north. Northeast winds 10 to 20, gusting to 25. Still some snow in the southeast, mostly cloudy for Tuesday. Maybe some clearing in the northwest. Upper 20s with the north winds 5 to 15, gusting to 25. And then there's Wednesday, a mostly cloudy day. Lower 20s, mostly best we can hope for. And the northeast winds about 5 to 10. So it's still a bit cooler. will be the coolest at La Crosse and Eau Claire as we head through through the early part of this week.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm broadcasting from Green Bay this morning. Wanted to be around for the last game of the season. And when we got here on Friday, literally bare ground. And I'll tell you, even after what we picked up over the weekend, nothing all that challenging as far as driving's concerned, so long as you slow down a little bit. Appreciate it, Stu. Thanks much. That's Stu Muck with your Ag Weather Update, brought to you this morning by Compeer Financial. Compeer Financial, your financial partner, committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com.
1: Sign up for daily agriculture updates by joining our email list. Head to MidwestFarmReport.com, enter your email address, and we'll handle the rest. More farm news straight ahead. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There's big discounts during the Kubota
10: sales event February 1st through the 6th at Johnson Tractor in Janesville, Judah, and Harvard. How big? How about up to $5,200 off the Kubota SVL-65 or up to $2,000 off L-Series tractors? The Kubota BX-23S has savings of up to $1,600 as well. See Johnson Tractor's Facebook page for details on all the great deals. Johnson Tractor's Kubota sales event is happening February 1st through the 6th in Janesville, Judah, and Harvard.
11: Johnson
5: Tractor from to
6: Long. Compeer Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage.
5: And helped our dairy grow for the next generation.
12: At Compeer Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges. And our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way. Partner with us to make your goals possible. Compeer.com. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. NMLS number 619731. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.
8: Student away from home, you could get a significant auto insurance discount from Prairie Land Insurance.
13: When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local independent home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251 3009. Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our,
2: Our best, best is the, the very, very least we, we can do. do.
13: Smog, garbage, sewers, car exhaust. Today's world puts our sense of smell on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. When you visit, your nose will instantly recognize the purity of nature. Bask in the aromatic scent of the black pine trees blowing in the wind. Detect the sweet fragrance of primroses wild violets, and blue sage. Smell the fresh salt water in the air as waves crash into rocky shoals. When you smell these things, you're smelling the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov refuges. That's fws.gov refuges.
12: The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help regarding recent gun violence. On January 5th, at 11.30 a.m. in the 900 block of Stewart Street, a man pointed a handgun and threatened to shoot property owners after being refused to be let in a business. The man then reholstered his gun and left in a white Ford sedan last seen southbound on Syene Road. On January 3rd, around 7 p.m., a woman was shot while in her car near the intersection of Egan Road and Lean Road. The shots were fired from another car and an MPD's violent crime unit is investigating. On New Year's Day morning, MPD officers responded to a local hospital for a report of a man with a gunshot wound to the stomach. The incident likely occurred on Madison south side near Todd Drive and McDivitt Road. If you have any information regarding these recent gun violence incidents, please contact Madisonary Crime Stoppers at 266 6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. There is no reason
7: to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds,
14: His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy and they would all live happily ever after. Daniels is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at MarchOfDimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies.
11: Notable Ted Thompson draft picks. I saw this all over Twitter. Aaron Rodgers' is first ever. Nick Collins. You guys his remember Second ever. Nick Collins, uh, a beast.
2: You, you, yeah, that guy was on the trajectory to be a great yeah. until the, his neck injury.
11: Yep. Uh, Greg Jennings. James Jones. Mason Crosby, who's obviously still in the Packers.
9: Jordy Nelson. Also in that time frame, A.J. Hawk. Yep. AJ I know he wasn't as good as some of those names, but I mean... All time leading tackler. Yep. I, yeah, I, I, I was an AJ Hawk guy. Yeah.
2: I had uh, no problems with him.
9: Josh Sitton, Clay Matthews.
11: Oh, there's, come on. I know Clay at the end of his career at the Packers, a little left to be desired, right? But Clay Matthews, the height of Clay Matthews, how badass was that guy? TJ Lang, Brian Balaga, Randall Cobb, David Bakhtiari. I saw David Bakhtiari tweet out yesterday that uh, when Ted Thompson called him, Ted Thompson asked David Bakhtiari if he'd have his back. And, and Bakhtiari responded back to Ted saying, I'll not only have your back, but I'll also have Aaron Rodgers' back. <laughs> uh, Devontae Adams, I think that's a pretty damn good pick. I mean, Devontae Adams could go down as the best Packers wide receiver of all time. That's Ted Thompson's pick. Corey Lindsley,
2: Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones. That's just some to name a few. And I believe he did pick up Tremont Williams as an undrafted free agent. Yeah, Tremont Williams was
11: yes, he did, and as a free agent, guess who else he picked up? Charles Woodson, Chuckie. Charles Woodson. Rowdy. Did you
9: name Brian Balaga? I did. Yeah, BJ right. Raji. Uh, no, I did not, not have Ra- Raji. no,
11: I did not have Raji on my list. Good po- looking out. Yeah, BJ Raji. Ted Thompson He's had a Raji. Ted Thompson for as much flack as he got, you know, towards the end of his career, and it was kind of low hanging fruit, I guess, for Packer fans. Oh. Honestly, I'm not going to do the negative stuff today about Ted, but there is flaw- just like everyone that's a GM and everyone that's a coach, everyone's a player. There are flaws in the game, but Ted Thompson, I, the list I just read is awesome. He had a pretty good run of creating a Super Bowl. I mean, he lived by teams. the draft and developed. like that was his thing. Yeah.
9: Well, I think you can look at you can look at uh, Ted Thompson's career and tenure with the Packers, and you can just see that the last few years are where it really cratered. Right. But that was also when a lot of people started having questions about. His mental health, are, and just just the just health, health in of, general. Yeah. yeah, he
2: he didn't look well.
9: No, yeah, and um, I mean, I mean, you could
11: kind of tell. A- and you could also sort of...
9: say those last three years that was some of the years where the roster was a little thin, mm-hmm. and that's when a lot of the infighting started.
11: I mean, he still got good guys there too, though, like Aaron Jones. I mean, who was some of his last draft picks? Uh, you know, Kevin King was one of them. I know a lot of people wanted uh, TJ Watt, but Kevin King is now, you know, he's, he's, he's a, he's a good player. But Aaron Jones is looking like, you know, the real deal. You got Kenny Clark there. What Ted was able to do for the Packers, you still got guys playing right there that are huge contributors for the green and gold that are a reason why they're in the NFC championship game right now to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So, you know, hats off to Ted Thompson for what he was able to accomplish for the Green Bay Packers. Draft and develop was a huge, huge, um, I know it kind of, at the end of its tenure, draft and develop kind of went down, right? Whoa, wow. But draft and
2: develop now is...
9: That's because the second part really didn't happen. Yeah, they would just they would it draft.
2: Well, it, it did for a time, and then... It was early was, on, and then yeah. now
11: it's like, well, you got to complement that with free agent picks, and yada, 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 and Ted didn't really do that. But the ones he
2: did, Charles Woodson, I mean, that's an all-time move. But, I mean, it, it's not his fault that the development of his draft picks didn't happen. Agreed. Because uh, that's, I mean, we I'm going to
9: say to a point it was, just because they weren't good.
2: Well, but... I know, I know what
9: RJ's saying, and I know what yeah, Natalie's saying. you
2: know, at, at some point, it goes on the coach, and it goes on the man who's getting coached, um, and... And it goes on the player, too, to Rowdy's point. And then, yeah, sometimes when guys didn't work out, or, I mean, you had guys who, their time came because they asked for way too much money, Yeah, and they went and got it somewhere, so good for them for getting theirs, and the guys you replaced him with ended up being street free agents rather than even guys coming out of college who people are just like well i don't understand how he wasn't drafted
9: also can't forget julius peppers
2: oh dude that was huge yeah that was big time One we want to forget about though martellus
11: bennett so we'll just forget about him (laughs) yes uh thompson's impact still being felt this year 13 and 3 packers about to play the tampa bay buccaneers sunday winner goes to the super bowl right all four of green Bay's first team all pro players Rodgers, Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiar, and Corey Lindsay were all draft picks made by Ted Thompson. Mm -hmm. Kenny Clark, also a Thompson pick. Starting quarterback Kevin King and defensive end Dean Lowry. Thompson picks. And current GM Brian Gutekunst worked under Wolf, who hired him as a scout in 99, and then was continually promoted by Ted Thompson.
1: Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: So we want to have a little fun on a Monday morning. Last week was the annual Dairy Strong Conference hosted by the Dairy Business Association. One of the guests was Charlie Behrens. Most folks know him for his work as Manitowoc Minute or his Kripes Cast podcast, but he also has a partnership for several years now with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. He has learned a lot about Wisconsin dairy, our dairy farmers, our dairy industry. How has that changed his perspective on the dairy industry? He'll share that with us. As we roll through the show. And also, if you've noticed yourself making a lot of changes as far as how you shop for groceries, you know what? Those habits may not go away as we get out of the pandemic. Josh Scramlin's got a closer look at our grocery store shopping trends and how it impacts agriculture. That's all coming up. I'm PM Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. So today, 25th day of January, did you know on this day in 1924, the very first Winter Olympics was held? It was held in France, and I know now there's all kinds of conversation about whether or not we'll have a 2021 Olympics supposed to be happening in Japan. Also on this day in 1947, the very first arcade game is patented, and it used a cathode ray tube, and they considered that an amusement uh, game. So that happened on this day in 1947. And an interesting little item here. On this day in 1964, comedian and actor Bill Cosby married Camilla Olivia Hanks. I wonder if they're still married. Hmm, something to think about. Well, like I said, I want you to stop and think about how you do your grocery shopping these days. I bet all of us have made at least some changes. Uh, Maybe, well, obviously we're all wearing masks now when we go grocery shopping. Maybe many of you have turned to online shopping at least in part. Well, guess what? Those changes have now become habits and habits that may not go away. Josh Gramlin brings us an update in the beginning of a Supermarket Guru series we're bringing you this week.
10: It's one of the most interesting topics to talk about grocery stores in the midst of the pandemic and how consumer behavior within grocery stores has changed in the last year. There might not be anybody in the United States that is better to talk about this with than Phil Lempert. He is the supermarket guru. He's been on The Oprah Winfrey Show Dr. Oz, The View, The Today Show, and now he's right here on the Midwest Farm Report. So, Phil, what is the most interesting trend that you noticed in the last year as people slowly got used to grocery shopping in the midst of the pandemic?
15: Well, there isn't one trend. Certainly, when we look at what's happened during the pandemic. We started off by, you know, wanting to bake bread at home, do things from scratch. Um, That quickly faded into frozen foods. We wanted to, you know, cook that frozen pizza. I think that probably the most overarching trend was that people were willing to change behaviors. And that's everything from wearing a mask um, in a supermarket to dealing with people behind plexiglass to curbside pickup to delivery, that more than ever before, we start to see people change. And then at the same time, what happened is because of Dr. Fauci and everybody talking about immunity and how we could fight off COVID, more of an interest in health and wellness than ever before. You know, we've given a lot of lip service uh, to eating healthy for probably the past 15 years, but now we actually started to do – And, in fact, there's a new survey uh, that just came out from Spoon Guru. And what they found is that half of Americans are supporting their immune systems with fruit and vegetable, which is huge. And they also want to make sure uh, that supermarkets are coming to their rescue, if you would, with good information.
11: Let's
10: talk a little bit more about that because that's interesting. So people want to eat healthier. They want to strengthen their immune system what role does the American supermarket have in helping the population get just generally healthier?
15: The grocery store should um, have a huge role in it. Uh, there, there are about a thousand retail dietitians um, in the US right now, and that you know spans across um, all the, all the big and a lot of the small uh, retailers well festival foods in Wisconsin has a great um, retail dietitian team. Uh, Matter of fact, um, I think that people, shoppers, are more open than ever before to listening to advice when it comes to health and wellness. And during the pandemic, what we've seen with these retail dietitians is they're online. They're doing little videos off their iPhones. They want to communicate that one of the best ways to fight uh, the the pandemic is to have a healthy body and and to be strong. So even if you do catch it, you know, you're not going to die from it. Um, so, supermarkets recognize their role in health and wellness, and, and frankly, it's to their advantage. If they can have healthier customers, they're going to live longer, so they've got a customer for a longer period of time. Um, so, we we are going to see uh, this, this huge impact on health and wellness uh, taking place in the supermarket.
10: I was looking at an article that you recently wrote, and you were talking about how people are spending significantly less time in the supermarket now than they were a year ago. Explain that to me a little bit more.
15: Sure. Before the pandemic, people would go shopping for food 2.3 times a week and on average spending about 20, 21 minutes um, in, in the store. Now people are going shopping once a week and they want to bring it down, as you point out, to maybe 10 minutes getting in and out of the store. And I think what's so important is when we look at that behavior, how the supermarket physically is going to change. And this is something that we've been talking about for probably two or three years, but and, and saying that it was going to happen in five years from now. Well, now with the pandemic, I would suggest that we're going to see this new vision of the supermarket within. In the next four to six months
10: though i want to hear more but i know that we don't have enough time today but here's what we're going to do throughout the week i'm going to give you snippets of the conversation that i had with the supermarket guru phil lumpert so we'll be talking consumer trends and updates on supermarkets all throughout the week right here on the midwest farm report with that as always for the midwest farm report i'm josh scramlin
1: Can't get enough farm news? The stories you hear and more 24-7 at MidwestFarmReport.com.
0: Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com.
5: A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong.
6: Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual
5: Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong.
12: The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help regarding recent gun violence. On January 5th, at 11.30 a.m. in the 900 block of Stewart Street, a man pointed a handgun and threatened to shoot property owners after being refused to be let in a business. The man then reholstered his gun and left in a white Ford sedan last seen southbound on Syene Road. On January 3rd, around 7 p.m., a woman was shot while in her car near the intersection of Egan Road and Lean Road. The shots were fired from another car and an MPD's violent crime unit is investigating. On New Year's Day morning, MPD officers responded to a local hospital for a report of a man with a gunshot wound to the stomach. The incident likely occurred on Madison South Side near Todd Drive and McDivitt Road. If you have any information regarding these recent gun violence incidents, please contact Madisonary Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward.
1: Here we use a lot of F-words. Food fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Well, our guest today always keeps his uh, language family-friendly and clean. It's time for a chat with our friends from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Remember, if uh, you are ready to celebrate Valentine's Day, don't forget you can sign up for a heart-shaped box filled with Wisconsin cheese. They've got all kinds of things to help you uh, express your language of love with cheese. Just go to WisconsinDairy.org, America's Dairy Land on the Facebook social media streams, and you can get yourself signed up there. Uh, like I said, we wanted to visit with our friend Charlie Behrens. Uh, you may know him as his... Manitowoc Minute video vignettes, as well as on YouTube. He's also got his cast podcast. And since 2018, he has been a partner with uh, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin to share what he sees through his eyes about Wisconsin dairy farmers, dairy operators, dairy products, cheese producers, etc. So, Charlie, talk to me a little bit about when you first were approached by Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Your career was taken off. You definitely had uh, your uh, your gear going as far as uh, the market you were trying to go for. Did it seem like a natural fit, or did it take a little convincing to get partnered up with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin?
14: Yeah, you know, Pam, as I like to say, uh, they had me at dairy, and uh, you know, the farmer part was just like, okay, now now we're in like Plandancey. I've been a fan of cheese ever since I can remember. As I always says, it was the first thing I choked on as a child uh so you know that was nice you gotta wait till you have teeth to really get into the cheese you know uh, but that taste i just couldn't resist anyway uh so yeah it was it was really great and i mean we're in the dairy state and it's just you know you you pass how many farms it doesn't matter who you are uh you, farmer or not farmer you you're driving down the highway you pass all these farms it's part of the culture but then once you get into the culture and you start talking with the farmers and whatnot you just see how great of a uh, of a lifestyle it is, and also just the stuff that's being created is, I will say, an art form, okay?
0: Yeah, I will agree with you there. Now, you although you coined the Manitowoc Minute, did you grow up around agriculture? Did you have much exposure to dairy farming before you started working with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin?
14: You know, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't have a whole lot of exposure. I mean, I worked on a farm uh, here or there, family, friends but i'm not going to you know tell you i knew uh you know heads from tails for the most part but i will say this i was i i i did uh harvest some dandelions to make dandelion wine when i was 12 okay so i you know i had some experience in it those were free range uh dandelions so uh you mm-hmm. know yeah, yeah. so that's about it though
0: agronomist in training uh, ready to feed cows uh, even at an early age but no seriously if people check out your video vignettes Manitowoc minute uh, as we said on on Facebook on YouTube and follow along on Cripescast, et etc uh, you have physically gone to farms and if you if you didn't necessarily grow up that way th- it could have been a little bit of a surprise we always laugh about our dairy air being the smell of money but I, I've got to believe there might have been some elements that even surprised Charlie Behrens.
14: Well, yeah, there were a lot of surprises here and there, but what was kind of cool was to see, you know, you you smell that smell, you know, the dairy air, and and you really, what you don't realize is we went over, just for instance, we went to Craig Brothers, and, you know, we saw how they used uh, the manure to then power uh, not only their cheese factory, but about 200 or 300 houses in the area. So it's really cool to see how, The technology is uh, improving uh, the lives of the community around and really uh, using as much of the waste as they can.
0: Charlie Barons of Manitowoc Minute fame and Cripescast along with us, courtesy of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. They've been partnered with him since 2018 to share the message of Wisconsin dairy farm families as well as the products they produce uh, literally on a worldwide audience. Give us just a little sense, Charlie, on how many people are following you via social media, Uh, a rough estimate on the views. I, I know that we were talking about this during the Dairy Business Association's Dairy Strong virtual happy hour the numbers are kind of crazy when it comes to you being the gateway for wisconsin dairy farmers and uh, their message to get out to a lot of folks
14: well you know uh, i'm fortunate that there are more than a couple two tree uh people following me and that's really nice we're on a bunch of different platforms uh you know facebook they got uh, I think uh, about a million and uh some six or something like that not that i didn't count this morning uh And then we got TikTok and Instagram. You know, there's all these gosh darn social media platforms, but we're on all of them. And uh, each platform has a unique way to connect with that specific audience. So, you know, I'm not sleeping much, but that's okay. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, and that is kind of the goal every time that he's out, folks, if you haven't checked in. Now, speaking of checking in, your. Followers, the people that interact with you on all those platforms, Charlie, they don't have much for farming background. I'm curious, have you seen an interesting conversation dynamic kind of grow since they've been exposed to some of the messages and little life lessons you've taught them through the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin partnership?
14: Yeah, you know, I think people are really enjoy seeing when I go do stuff on, um, do one of these videos, because usually it's at a farm and it gives sort of the fuller picture of what goes into dairy farming. And I, you know, they're especially when we talked about, you know, the methane digester and, and the cool technological advances um, and how that can help uh, the environment. And then also, you know, Seeing the families behind a lot of these farms, and, and we we did some long-form stuff on the Cripescast and just talking, getting into the issues, everything from tariffs to COVID, how that's affected uh, dairy farmers, and re- also the the real impact of, um, you know, mental health with farmers and how that's important. So there's been a lot on the comedic side, and, and people will certainly enjoy that. You know, we're in the, the land where people wear cheese heads to funerals. But then there's also the the real aspect of farming, and we've had just some really strong, engaged conversation around that stuff.
0: Boy, darn good thing you're not lactose intolerant, buddy, because I have seen you make a lot of trips to our Wisconsin cheesemakers. Every one of them's got a different story because every one of them's got a different type of cheese they want you to try.
14: Yeah, and you know I'm going to try them all. I, I'm going to try them, all. and let me just tell you this, Pam. I got a lot of coleslaw in my fridge, if you know what I mean. Okay, I am keeping it uh, regular. Okay, is that weird to say on the radio or no?
0: Too late now. Too late now, as usual, when I chat with Charlie Barrett from Manitowoc Minute. Now, when you look at uh, 2020 and 2021 currently, you still kept telling the messages of our dairy farm families. What was it like to try to still kick out great quality product that people enjoy in light of the pandemic, Charlie?
14: Well, we had some fun with it. You know, everyone, it was such a bummer uh, for so many people, the whole pandemic and everything. But we tried to make as much fun as we could. We did a video with, with doing supper club cocktails, and that was really fun because all of them use ice cream or they use cream, like a Brandy Alexander or a grasshopper or a uh, pink squirrel, you know. And you can do a, a flying squirrel, too, if you add a little vodka in that. That's a pro tip for you, okay? And then grasshoppers can also fly with a little vodka in there as well. But, no, so we had some fun with that, and we also did a video – Showing you know what farmers have been doing in the quarantine versus you know what people like me have been doing. And I've been doing a lot of you know lounging around, turning my kitchen into a tavern. While farmers, I mean they've been they've been working harder than anybody. And there were some rough days, as you know better than I, early on in the the quarantine. Um, But we just wanted to show, you know, what people forget. People think everyone's staying inside and doing nothing. Well, farmers can't uh, do that. They don't, uh, you you know, they're not going to catch COVID from a cow. So they're out there, uh, you know, working. And so it's nice to appreciate the work that they are doing. Well, you know, we're uh, a lot of us. I'll just say me. I'm spending a lot more time on my couch in 2020.
0: Agreed, agreed. Charlie Barron's along with us from Manitowoc Minute, pointing out something that a lot of you in the farming community already know. Can't milk a cow virtually, at least not yet. And you can follow all of his activities relative to Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin through his multiple platforms, like I said, Manitowoc Minute. Look for Charlie Barron's Cast, And uh, we're hoping that you're going to be able to get back out on the road uh, maybe by the end of this year, and you're going to continue that partnership with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, correct?
14: Oh, yeah, I, I really hope so, and then it'll be great to, you know, get out and do more shows. One of the favorite shows I've ever done was that, you know, Wisconsin Farm Tech Days in the back of a pickup truck is the stage, so... and. And, Pam, we missed you on that day, okay? So we'll have to do that again.
0: We'll hopefully have the opportunity. Charlie Barron's along with us, known for the Manitowoc Minute and his Cast. Please check out the videos that he's produced speaking on behalf of dairy farm families from all across the state, helping people better understand the hard work that goes into the quality products that we're producing every day. It's brought to you courtesy of the partnership with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. You can find them online, wisconsindairy.org or America's Dairy across social media, and of course continuing their partnership with folks like Charlie Barons and his Manitowoc Minute to carry the message of real Wisconsin dairy and our hard-working dairy farm families around the world. Sign up for daily agriculture updates by joining